Welcome back to our Holy Cross Lutheran Church Bible Study on the Go podcast. This is Pastor Gimbel, and I'm excited. Uh, today we have a number of other guests with us. Co-host Brian is unable to be with us today for this recording, but uh, we're pleased to have everybody else. So let's start with some introductions. Well, I'm Pastor Meyer. I'm here as like, yeah, sorry guys, it's me again. <laughs> This is Isaac Conrad. This is Sean Azioko. And hi, everyone. This is Kevin Smith, your faithful editor, stepping in Yes, today. thank you, faithful editor, by the way. Wonderful job you've been doing for us. So today, uh, we are trudging along in the second half of Isaiah. Again, you remember our dividing line is chapters 1 through 39, and then uh, we step into uh, chapters 40 through 66. So that's what we'll be talking about today. We talked about the first part of chapter 40 last episode. So on this episode today, we're going to be looking at Isaiah chapter 40, verses 21 through 31. So that will take us towards the end of the chapter. Should be some good stuff. A couple of us were singing some hymns in our head as we were thinking about it from the get-go here. Shall we begin reading the text? Yes, that sounds like a great idea. Um, Isaac, would you be willing to lead us off? Sure. Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, and spreads them like a tent to dwell in, who brings princes to nothing, and makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, Scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth. When he blows on them and they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me, that I should be like him, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these, he who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and because he is strong in power, Not one is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. All right, so good passage here. Uh, Perhaps the the last verse of that passage is the one that's probably familiar to all of us. So we will get there in a minute, but let's start off with that uh, first section there that, uh, that Isaac read. Got to love those rhetorical questions, right? Oh, I love verse 21. <laughs> it's just like, come on, have you been paying attention to what the prophets have said this whole time? Like, it's very, it, it, he's still in his scolding tone there, I think, that he's scolding the people of Israel. Yeah, pretty much, right? Because it's that way from the beginning of time. Like, basically, there's there's no excuse for any of this. Has it not been told you from the beginning or the foundations of the earth? In other words, that's even the way that creation itself existed. 
Well, yeah, and it, and it's very much in the, this section of Isaiah where God is speaking through his prophets, specifically against idolatry, specifically against the idols. I mean, by the time you get to 41 and 42, that that's what we're talking about. I mean, God is, is really kind of laying out, I mean, when he says, have you not heard, right? Don't you know these things? It's kind of like, yeah, well, an idol can't hear and it can't possibly know these things. But look what God is doing. Look what God is actually up to. You know, he sits above the earth, right? But it's even more than that. He's the one who brings the princes to nothing. He's the one who makes the rulers of the earth nothingness, not these idols over here. I mean, that's actually just in the last two verses before this section, um, in chapter 19, an idol, a craftsman casts it and overlays it with gold and he casts it silver chains, right? He's, he's really contrasting himself from, from the idols that Israel loves so very much. And I love the imagery of the people being like grasshoppers. It, it's not very often that humanity is seen in such a derogatory way, <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's the same word as locust, right? Yeah. Not, not just like pretty green grasshopper, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like you devouring bug. Yeah. You plague. <laughs> oh, you little, little insect of pestilence. So is this our new insult yeah. term for everybody now? <laughs> We're just going to go around calling people grasshopper now? <laughs> uh, oh, oh, gosh, now I'm trying to remember the movie. What's the one with the grasshopper? Oh, oh. Uh, Bug's Life? No, young grasshopper. Gosh, oh, um, like, way uh, of the fist. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Karate yeah. kid. Something like that. You learn well. Grasshopper. It, it's one of those karate movies. <laughs> yeah, it was big back in the day. Yeah, I know what you're talking. About. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, let's anyway. get back on the task here. So, so anyway, uh, God's power is pretty powerful too. We talked about in other podcasts you talking about the government. So we have here that um, princes will be brought to nothing and the rulers of the earth will be made empty as well. So an, another important piece there, um, as John kind of alluded to some of that. I think it's really potent imagery, even just staring at all the news coming out, even in the last 24 hours, right? Like, we live in interesting times, huh? We do. Well, yeah, and just we to preface this... Yeah, background characters in a strange movie that will be made 20 years from now. <laughs> yeah, so background, we are recording this on Monday, March 16th here when we've had, well, uh, in the last 24 hours, we've had uh, St. Louis metro area counties have shut down schools and uh, Trump just got done with a press conference about, well, less than an hour before the time of this recording. Yeah, if there's ever a time you feel like a grasshopper about to be stamped out, it's a situation like this where everybody, you just kind of see the frailty of human life against some of the dangers it's of It's just world. such a touchstone moment in history. And the thing is, is that Israel was going through a touchstone moment in their history. They were, you know, this is around the time of the exile. This is the, around the time of the decimation of their government. And so they, too, are going through this point where they're like, is God in control? And this passage is saying just that. God's in control. It's the humans that are in control. It's these princes that are in control. And especially with all of the demonstrations of power that are shown, like, throughout this poetry... Um, it, like, the Israelites 
back then and us now with COVID-19, we're seeing a lot of power, but we have to trust that God is more powerful and that he ultimately has authority over everything. Well, that that's a that's simply said, ain't it? But wow. I mean, isn't that like the heavy bit? Like that's that's actually the hard hard word out of it's both the law and the gospel that sits here. You got to trust in God because trusting in God will get you through it, but you got to trust in God and it's that's the hard task, right? Easier said than done. Yeah, it's like I often say, you know, when I was dealing with health problems and stuff, people always told me, oh, Shauna, God never gives you more than you can handle. And that's not it. It's not that it's not that God doesn't give you more than you can handle. It's God doesn't give you more than he can handle. And you have to trust that God's God's going to take care of it. You know, God's got it in his will. He he's in control here. Yeah, he'll lead you like right up to the breaking yeah. point, right? Yeah, like we we've been there at time. I think everybody has at least one moment in their life where they've at least been at that juncture where they say, "Okay, I've never been here before. This is new. This is scary. This is different and unlike anything I've handled before." And in that moment to trust the unseen and I guess in some ways not incredibly known Lord of us all. He's only revealed to us so much. It's like, oh, that's faith. That That's faith. Well, yeah, and the crux of these passages really kind of get at the idea. Um, I mean, they're talking about God being above us and we are like grasshoppers. And you see, like, the powerful of the earth, the people, the princes, they're brought to nothing. Uh, it's just indicative of the fact that, you know, God is above it all and the troubles and tribulations that we go through here on earth can sometimes even bring the most powerful among us low, but there's always that hope in our creator. I feel like when, you know, we, we get to the later verses on here, that's so often we as Christians love to dwell on that beautiful imagery at the, at the end, but it's these earlier verses that give you more hope. You know, it's these earlier ones that are just, saying that God's paying attention even, like in verse 27, you know, do you not know, you know, he's not, not going to wear out, he's not going to forget about us. It's like Brian always says in these that, you know, we got to stop putting God in a box. Yeah, <laughs> that that imagery is like so like on the nose with the whole idolatry thing, right? <laughs> because that that's what they thought they were doing. They 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 thought that this this idol was how they communicated with god and here here's god saying i'm gonna do immeasurably more for you than any piece of carved wood but like which one of us like if, if we're honest and in our heart of hearts which one of us would take the carved wood any day it makes sense to us right it's something we can connect with it's something we can look at it's something we can touch and and feel and we tend to trust those things over which we can kind of exert our influence right Something earthly, something concrete. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, let's move on uh, to the next verse there. Uh, verse 24 sort of stands on its own. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown. Scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows on them and they wither and the tempest carries them off like stubble. Yikes. Uh, I, I love, I love the, the, the first 
the first major thought of the second couplet there. When he blows on them, they wither. Uh, when, this language gets used all over, um, and it's not unique to Isaiah. But isn't the imagery just fantastic, right? Because if you go all the way back to Genesis chapter 2, when God creates man, he, he forms the dust, and then he blows on the dust. He breathes on the dust. And then here he is doing the exact same thing, but it causes the exact opposite, right? He blows on them, and they wither. They they crumple up. And this is, in some ways, the, the display of the greatness of, of God, that his breath, his, his breathing brings both life and death. It's like the Valley of Dry Bones, you know, gets the breath put back into them. Right. Preach, Bones, preach. <laughs> what shall we preach? <laughs> and then later on at Pentecost, where, uh, not Pentecost, but uh, oh, right, yeah. right before Jesus, you know, leaves, he breathes on them. And then at yeah, Pen- Pentecost, gospel, yeah. there's this mighty wind that comes in, you know? So it, <laughs> it is taken away by wind, but it's also brought back. And it's not something we can see necessarily. Well, yeah, it's really hard to see outside of the uh, the old, I don't know, weather station out on the farm. <laughs> oh, look, it's blowing in that direction. <laughs> Somebody got a windsock around here? That's a good uh, point, because you can never see the wind itself. You can only see the effects of the wind. Yeah. This is where we get deep. This is where we get deep. <laughs> Well, and the the text actually continues. Get out your shovels. The text actually continues to get deep too. So I'm going to try and do a little creative segue. Right. You know, verses 25 and 26 talk about that, right? To whom shall you compare me that I should be like him, says the Holy One. And then he just goes on and makes all these illustrations that basically says there's no comparison and we can't understand. So it's almost saying that very point that you guys were all just reiterating right there. Right. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out the their host by number, calling them all by name. Like, have have you guys ever had that experience? Like, everybody has that like one story where you go out in the middle of Montana at night, right, and you look up at the sky, and there's like you know what oh, I'm yeah, talking about? There's stars forever. It was like that going to school in Nebraska, <laughs> you know, right. Like, does it like you look up and and you can actually see the arm of the Milky Way, and and like suddenly. You feel small and insignificant, but at the same time, so incredibly in awe and everything that your eyes can can behold. And God is playing off that imagery that, that was quite visible, right? Look up. He brings them out and he calls each one of them by name. The immensity of such a task is, is I mean, nebulous to my brain. I, I couldn't even wrap my head around what it is isaiah is going on about here but this is this is our god and it's not a and god it's like who's, a callback to doesn't care yeah it's it's so. like a callback to abraham where he's like you know oh, gosh, look up yeah. in the sky and count them that is how many your descendants shall be and then later you know in the new testament it's god could raise up children for abraham you know it, it's it's again this this numerous number, but that God is in control of. And he calls them each by name. Yeah, you want to talk about how insignificant you feel when you're just seeing the plethora of stars in the sky. 
let alone trying to wrap your head around the concept of knowing each individual one by name and knowing that not one is missing. Not one is... Like, what a curious phrase, too. Like, how would you know if one was missing? We wouldn't, would we? It, it, it's like the shepherd and his sheep, you know? He knows about that one sheep, and he cares about that one sheep as much as he cares about all the others. Yeah. Could even be going deeper into the idea that no matter is actually destroyed. <laughs> oh, no! Uh, oh, man. I feel the physics. Uh. All mass is energy. All energy is mass. It just requires, just requires energy or mass. Oh man! Wow, we are really getting <laughs> no, deep let's... here. Holy cow! <laughs> All right, everybody, I'm going to ask you to pull out your physics textbooks. Time to, to get to n to the x power. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, if oh, that weren't man. enough, the text continues to talk about these these types of things. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and is and my right is disregarded by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not grow faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. So that's, I think, the kind of the neat tie-in here. How do we possibly understand all of and this that, stuff? Oh, man. And, and I that's love a that... really cool yeah. thing to... It's a really cool thing to cap off after there's just these displays of the power of God that makes us feel so very insignificant and rightly so but even though we feel insignificant and we might not want to even even though we might not feel like god cares about us because we feel so insignificant he most definitely cares about us because he he knows each of us by name and knows that not one of us is missing I feel like this verse would have like should be shown to every high schooler. I mean, that that time when you you know you're like I'm, you know who cares? You know who who's who's going to pay attention? I, I'm just another number in the system. I'm just a teenage dirtbag. Sorry, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> my mind is firing on all parallels today. No, no straight linear thought. Just parallels. oh yes. Yeah. And, and, and the idea that God just does not grow tired or weary, and as it says in uh, the NIV, his understanding no one can fathom. It's again, we, we, we're so quick to put God into that little box where he acts like a human and eventually grows tired of us. But in this case, he, um, he doesn't. He can't. He, he's God. He, he keeps going 24-7 or more. We in a completely different way. And then he gives that to us in verses 29, 30, and 31, that uh, sort of endurance and that keep on goingness. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like I do have to mention here. We love we love they shall mount up on wings like eagles. And it's like the most American verse in the entire Bible. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? <laughs> of course it's gonna be an eagle. And but like they don't really have eagles in Palestine. Like that's the thing. 
it, it it's a word for a large bird. It could be something like a, a condor or more more aptly and more probably a vulture, right? But like it doesn't matter which bird you choose. And actually like eagles like kind of fitting there because when when we think of eagles, it's this large I mean eagles are large birds, right? There is large, majestic, just soaring birds. And honestly that's that's what the vulture or the condor represents in that day and age it's i mean to them it was the 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 beautifulness of the unknown we we fly almost every day we we watch the jets fly overhead and we take it almost for granted but nobody had seen the world like that before orville and wilbur wright took off in kitty hawk you know um just trying to lay hold of that and so no matter what bird it was there was plenty of well plenty of majesty to the fact that it could soar and and seemingly effortlessly, right? Have you ever watched a bird soar through the sky? Well, and especially something like a, a vulture or a condor, the way they make these lazy, unending circles in the sky, like just circling forever with near endless energy. Yeah, like just riding the currents, right? Just nonstop and just big, slow beats of the wings. It doesn't even look like they're putting any effort into it at all. But there they are, just soaring. And here's where we get kind of this comfort by how much power God has, where, yes, he is this immense, powerful being, but he uses that power to help us, to give us strength um, and to give us endurance. And that can give us comfort because we know that we have God on our side. Yeah, and what a great way to... Is there anything else to say yeah, on top that's of that? That's what I was going to say. What a great way to wrap this up, especially you know, in this day and age and in these times as well. When, yeah, I, I don't know about you guys, I'm just tired right now. <laughs> like mentally, physically, everything tired. So, yeah. A lot of we get burnt out, but God doesn't get burnt out. <laughs> We walk and grow faint. We think and grow faint. Like, really. Yeah. <laughs> but God will be there for us through all of it. Yep. Well, not just be there for us. He he will... Well, to, I guess just more than be there for us, he will do everything for us. Right? Absolutely. He's been there for us. I mean, we have that certainty in his grace. Yeah, it's less he will be there. It's he's already there <laughs> and has been there. Past tense, present tense, future tense. Even at the time these words were being spoken. Oh, yeah. And and what what treacherous, like treacherous, no, perilous times. You know, Syria at that point is taking Israel off. They're, like, they're never coming back. What, what Assyria was doing just, just across the, the border. And, you know, everybody in Jerusalem was shaken about it too because... Um, Let's not forget, Assyria then pushed on Jerusalem. It, it had to be scary and uncertain, kind of wondering, what does tomorrow bring? And here we are, not unlike our forefathers at all. Living in a siege. <laughs> kind of. Like, yeah, kind of. Stay in your homes! Yeah, pretty much. Well, that's what podcasts are good for, right? Exactly. You can at least stay connected to this kind of stuff. Well, I think that's a wrap for today. So, um, 
just want to share with you where we are at here at Holy Cross. So things have changed since the last podcast a little bit, but uh, we're still offering up some worship opportunities for us. Um, And since we haven't really announced these uh, yet as the time of this recording, I'll just go ahead and share these. Uh, We're going to continue with our offering up our live stream. Uh, So we invite you to join us for our live stream worship service this coming weekend uh, here. And uh, we invite you just to to take it in at our website at hcross.com. Join us. Uh, Join us for that time. be sure to stay connected with us, keeping posted with your email and latest information on the website. So unfortunately, with uh, the status that we're in, we've had to cut back on, on a good handful of our social uh, connection activities. So we unfortunately cannot talk about the the Wednesday midweek meals anymore like we used to be able to. So we're just going to have to maybe lament Aww. about how we're, we're going to be eating home-cooked food for a while. Or rejoice in that. I don't know, depending on your <laughs> where you stand with all of that. I know there's uh, some members of our congregation that are using this to go all out and go into bread baking. So that's cool. I've been hearing a lot about bread baking, yeah. I know we'll be making our Lenten pretzels. <laughs> Will you? That's cool. Ooh, pretzels are good. And one thing I know that I'm doing for my family right now is we're using this as an opportunity to kind of reorient ourselves on daily devotion because I don't know about anybody else, but it has been hit or miss in our family over the years. There have been periods where we've been better at it, periods of lax devotional time, but I think with a daily schedule that's going to be very routine, It'll be a good time to get back yeah, to Yeah, absolutely. That. And church will be happy to be there. And uh, we can give you some resources, Kevin. And for those of you listening, we'd be happy to provide some resources or point you in the right direction for stuff uh, to get, get things more uh, calibrated again and uh, back to normal. So, again, uh, we'll be live streaming Sunday at uh, 8 a.m. And for those of you that aren't going to join us on the live stream... If you're not an early morning riser or what have you, the the replay usually is available about an hour after the recording stops. So just about 10.30 time or so, feel free to check in on the replay. And then we've got pretty much all our services archived on our Vimeo page, uh, V-I-M-E-O. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, uh, vimeo.com slash hcross. So you can go back and hear your favorite uh, sermons or services Who knows if you remember any of my sermons from more than a week ago, but that's a different question entirely. But it would be a good time for you to be strengthened and nurtured in God's Word there as well. And if you need any help with any of those streaming services to understand them or anything, call one of your elders. Uh, We should be able to help walk you through it. So one clarification, are the midweek services going to be live streamed or are they... Just completely yes, canceled. we um, did live stream, or at least at the time of recording this. We have plans to live stream the Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. as well. So you also have that to go for. Okay. We've been live streaming those. So you'll find those also archived on our page. So what I should say in this recording is, uh, yes, we, we have also live streamed this past Wednesday and will continue to do so throughout this Lent season. All right. Pastor Meyer, would you mind closing us in a word of prayer today? Let's pray. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we come before you this day, and again, we thank you for the gifts you've given that are new to us this day, because truly you lavish us every day with wonderful gifts. 
but especially as we take to heart the words that Isaiah has has said, we ask that you would help us all the more to trust in you as we find ourselves in the exact same situation, not knowing what even tomorrow holds for us. Lead us to lean on you and trust on you because you are the one from whom our help comes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.